Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. Bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, today, we are breaking down the NFL draft. Just the first round to not overwhelm y'all, but I always like to say that the first round is arguably the most important. And there was a lot of surprises that came out of this draft, Ryan. A lot of surprises. There's a there's like three trades. Three or multiple trades. trades, yeah. Yeah, not in, that that was on the night of not including like the three or four trades that happened before exactly draft actually started so we have a lot to unpack and we'll go as fast as possible going from the first pick all the way down to the 32nd pick and so there's no other player to talk about first than arguably the best player off the board for every team and that was trevor lawrence going to the jacksonville jaguars undefeated never lost the man never lost the game a regular season game and i think this is the first time in his career where he'll start losing Ooh, that's a bold statement, but it's true. I mean, not every team can go 16-0. 17-0 this season. 17-0. This is an extra game. Uh, there, um, there's not much to say about this. The only thing I have to say is I don't get why it took Jacksonville so long to lock in their pick. Like, did they really <laughs> entertain every single phone call that they got? Like, they literally picked up the phone and be like, oh, like, what are you willing to give us? And they said, like, oh, we'll give three first. And we're like, well, think about it. They spent a full, I think, we were talking on the night of the draft, like seven to eight minutes before they locked in the pick. Did they forget how to spell his name? They wanted to add suspense or something. I have no clue, dude. I have no idea, but I graded each pick. I give them an A. I mean, it wasn't really hard for Jacksonville to, to mess up this pick. So You can't mess up this pick because even, even if Trevor Lawrence is a bust, no one will come after you for picking him. That because he's so the true. overall consensus number one. So as long as you pick this guy, you're safe. That, that is true. You can't, you can't flame them. And with that being said, pick number two, can you say the same about Zach Wilson going to the New York Jets? Uh, I think we were high on Wilson before the draft, but now that everything has settled, I think, you know, all the hype has died down. Zach Wilson, I think he'll do fine, but a little risky pick. Right. I was 95% confident in this pick, like coming up to the draft. I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to be number two pick. It was either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, but like the landing spot for Zach Wilson is just not ideal. At two, I think it's a little rich for Zach Wilson, a guy who only started or he started like three seasons, but he only had one really good season. It was the 2020 season where he broke out. So would you argue that Justin Fields should have went to or a different quarterback? Uh, I think two is still rich for Justin Fields. I think no quarterback goes here if you're wow. looking at prospect like um value rankings. But I mean, every year in the draft, quarterbacks go early, so it makes sense. You are right there. I have to give this. I have to give the Jets an A minus here. I mean, it was like the pick, but like I don't know. Zach Wilson's still a little risky. Um, like what you said, too rich for my blood as well. But you can't do anything about it. That's the thing. Because exactly. you trade down, someone else is going to pick him up. So you have to make this move. Exactly. It's just it's just funny because, like, you know, we're, we're not going to bash on the Jaguars for picking Trevor Lawrence, but we can hate on the Jets for picking Zach Wilson, which makes – it's such a double standard, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. <laughs> and up next is your team. Uh, we had no clue who they were picking. This was literally the first – like, this is when the draft started. I picked three. It really did. And I, I like the suspense as a fan. Hurt. Could not sleep a couple nights, you know, thinking about, didn't think who they, 
who they pick you know i was I was praying to every god that it wasn't Mayo Mac, and you know what? It wasn't Mayo, Mayo Mac's Mac. a team player. I think I told you this on the night of the draft when Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith got drafted. This man ran out to congratulate them. He's a team player, and you don't want that. He I showed was, up to the draft. Did your quarterback show up to the draft? He did Trey Lance did? He balled out in his suit. He looked nice. You don't it, like you don't you don't like Mayo Max suit. Did you see how he walked? We'll talk about that later. Like Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. Fancy. Um, I personally think Trey Lance landed in the best possible landing spot for him. Yeah. Like I heard, even though Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence went before Trey Lance, I heard Trey Lance and Matt Jones got the best landing spots. And As I, in, they, they might not... Go ahead, go for it. No, go, 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 finish your thought. Finish your thought. I was just going to say, they, they might have not been the first or second quarterbacks off the board, but they might reap the most benefits going to their respective spots. And I mean, I agree with you. I mean, if you, if you really do look back at the last couple of quarterback drafts, I mean, like the first and second overall picks, like, or the first or second quarterbacks off the board, they don't do the best because, you know, like the worst team picks them. And there's no true. foundation. There's no foundation, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you really do look back. Like, there's a Baker and um Sam Darnold, and they went to really bad teams. And you go to Josh Allen, who, yeah, they did build. They built around him, and they also had a foundation for him. Yeah. So, Trey and Lance, I think your team has a good foundation because even though this is the third overall pick, they're not this bad because they traded up to get to the third spot. So they have a system in place already, too. They really did, and the scary part is, is that. This team, their weakness last year was the injury bug. Like it wasn't like, oh man, like they had bad corners or they they really needed like a spark. Like their missing piece was quarterback and they they got it. So my question, last question before we move on to number four, is Trey Lance starting or is he sitting behind Jimmy G? I think it's competition until week one. I think uh, they will truly compete. Okay. I like that. Yeah. All right. Next pick. Kyle Pitts out of Florida to, to the Atlanta Falcons. I I like it. Oh, you oh, I saw your face. You don't like it. I I love Kyle Pitts as a player. He's very great and very talented. Had comparisons to Julio Jones coming out of this draft. And I think that's what hurts me the most. It's because drafting Kyle Pitts makes Julio Jones expendable. And I think that means Julio Jones is going to be leaving. The Atlanta Falcons this year. You don't think they can compliment, he can compliment Julio Jones? That's what um Calvin Ridley's for. Who plays the middle of the field? Could be him. He could fill in that void. Okay, I guess. You know, the one thing about Kyle Pitts is that if you look at his frame, the way he plays, it's like Darren Waller, dude. He's just like a faster Darren Waller. Because they're both skinny. Yeah. And they're both working on how to block yeah yeah and they both they both get pushed to like the outside they get that mismatch it looks nice like i i love kyle pitts i think he's gonna do very well in the nfl good landing spot as well with the atlanta falcons i mean they were missing the tight end position i don't even think they took hayden hurst's fifth year option so you already know that kyle pitts is like the long-term solution for them and yeah wait so my question is if kyle pitts plays tight end but he looks like a wide receiver can you put him outside and hope that he's like Calvin Johnson. You could. He runs as fast. He runs fast. You really could. And that, that's the spooky part. 
Like he's yeah, fast, very and tall, and wins the contested catch. Like I don't know, he's he's great. I'm excited to see him. Mm-hmm. Next pick, Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase. I really like this one because they reunite this one in the sixth pick. They reunite players from college. Joe Burrow is gonna have a great year, and you're shaking your head again. <laughs> I don't. So for Kyle Pitts, I like the pick. It, I was just sad about Julio. Pick five. I hate the pick. Who did you want them to draft? Nay Sewell. Oh my god! And throw it to who? The ghost of Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, yes. And he T doesn't Higgins. score fantasy points. That's how I know he's irrelevant. T Higgins. You know AJ Green is gone. Yeah, you. They have two. Okay, here's the thing. Who's going to be your number one? T Higgins or Tyler Boyd? You pick, buddy. It would have been. I think it's the 1.5 duo that your team used to execute a while ago with Michael Crabtree. Did, did we win a Super Bowl? Did it work? No. No. Very no. Uh-huh. Very true. You know. Okay. I get it. I totally, I get it. Best player available, the talents there, the connection with Joe Burr. I like that. But like, you wouldn't be drafting this high if y'all just protected Joe Burrow in the first place. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like the only reason why y'all got to draft Jamar Chase was because he tore his ACL getting smacked by Chase Young. Like, isn't that ironic? I don't know. Penesul was on the board. Um, I know they addressed offensive line later on, and I get it. You get a premier wide receiver. This offense looks super scary in three wide receiver sets. I just hope that Joe Burrow has enough time to throw the ball on his bad leg. He will because he has Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase will get open. Trust me, because I I think Tyler Boyd, he did play outside before, but I think he's a slot guy. He's because, Because every time I draft him in fantasy, he doesn't do good. (laughs) <laughs> Unless AJ Green does good, then he starts doing good too because it opens up the underneath routes. That's fair. That is fair. Okay. Okay. Next pick. Do you like Jalen Waddle to the Miami Dolphins? I like this pick. Okay. Go ahead. It's because best player available. I don't think Will Fuller is the answer at wide receiver. They're giving Tua a chance. And you know what? If Tua doesn't work out, guess what? You have all the pieces for a new quarterback. You have like three first round picks next year. That's plenty to go draft a quarterback, build around any other position, plug and play. I mean, honestly, Jalen Waddle is going to be very successful in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Will he be good fantasy? No. And why? Why? What's the analysis on that? They're going to spread the ball too much. Mm, too much love around there. Yeah. Okay. So you, you mentioned best player available. You think Jalen Waddle is higher than Panay Sewell? Or just best player available for the Dolphins? Specifically for the Dolphins. Got it. Okay. For their okay. needs. I like that. But I love five and six. It reunites players, man. I like the we connection. Because we, we don't see these connections often in the NFL. I agree. I totally agree with you. Next pick then. <laughs> the guy you wanted to go at five. Panay Sewell to the Detroit Lions. Um, they were really happy. Did you see the draft war room? I did. I Dan Campbell was uh, very happy. Very scary man. He's a. There are many things to be scary to be worried about that man. But um, do I like the pick? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, like, you think about the Lions and you're like, hmm, what do they need? The first thing you don't think about is offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. Because they still have Taylor Decker. 
they the one the the offensive tackle they drafted in the first round like a few years ago. True, and I think with Jamar, I think they were hoping that Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle would be here at seven because they needed a wide receiver to replace Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Danny Amendola too, but none of them were there. Devonta Smith's too rich here at seven. They take best player available with Panay Sewell, and they were happy because Panay Sewell did slip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Or they were just acting happy. Who knows? Yeah. Next pick. Ooh, okay, okay. JC Horn at eight to the Carolina Panthers. I know we said Horn is better than Patrick Sertan, or that's what we think, hot take. But, uh, oof, what do you think? I agree with you. J.C. Horn was the best cornerback available at eight. He was. Should he's care. definitely riskier than Sertan, though. I agree. You look, you're looking for upside here. Did I think Carolina should pick a cornerback at eight? No. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it did not make sense to me. Because you know who was staring them in the face? Who? Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. No, but they got Sam Darnold. You don't believe in... You don't believe oh, in oh, yeah. I believe in Darnold, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, offensive line? I mean, you could go Rashawn Slater here. I just... Carolina was not a team I linked cornerback to. But um, I think it's because... The problem is, is that the Cincinnati Bengals, they screwed it up by taking Jamar Chase and not Panay Sewell. So everyone was probably scrambling. They're like, What? <laughs> Yeah, I told I agree with you on that. He it's hard to agree with this pick because JC Horn was not the best player available, nor was he a de- like a desperate need for Carolina. Plus, mm-hmm. I don't think JC Horn belongs in the he was not a top 10 prospect for me. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next pick, his uh his friend Patrick Sertan, the other corner, going to the Denver Broncos. I don't understand why. Imagine this, imagine this. They're the Denver, you're Denver Broncos GM. You're John Elway. You're tall. You invested $10 million in Kyle Fuller, someone smaller than you. It's okay. You invest almost 8 to $9 million on Ronald Darby and Bryce Callahan, thinking that they're going to pan out as your cornerback. So what do you do in the draft when you pick in the top 10 in a very talented draft class? You pick Patrick Sertain because why not? You can play four cornerbacks. What's better than three? Four starting caliber cornerbacks. Ain't that a thing? Now let's look around the NFL. You play the Raiders twice a year. Do you need four cornerbacks to guard, to, to protect yes. against? The, like, do they understand? Do you even have four caliber wide receivers? I'm not bashing on your team because you have a very good tight end. You even look at like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. It's, how do you pass on Justin Fields? You're like Drew Locke's our guy. Yeah. Well, it's because yeah. they, they, they have Drew Locke and uh, the other guy. I forgot. His name's slipping on my head. Which guy? Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, that, that his name. Yes. Teddy. Yeah. So of course they're not gonna get a quarterback here. But you know what this pick looks like? It looks like the they were really screwed up by the way the board was and was like, I think the Cowboys want Patrick Sertan. So then they go draft Patrick Sertan because they're like, if if the Cowboys were willing to take him one pick later, I think it's safe for us to take it now, one pick earlier. Because I don't think they knew who to pick. I wonder if they were fielding trade offers. See, it doesn't make sense because, I mean, when we talk about pick 11, Chicago moved up. I don't know. It's just, 
I feel like Denver was so confident. They wanted Patrick Sertain. And then he landed there, and they're like, yeah, like I want Patrick Sertain. You know what the rumor is, though? They what? drafted Patrick Sertain to trade him to the backers to get Aaron Rodgers. But who knows if that's true? So, I think that's like a hot take rumor, too. But who knows, man? Spicy. Because it doesn't make sense, like you said. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Four is better than three. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Pick 10. Pick 10. The oh. Eagles move up. Mm-hmm. Devonta Smith. Yeah, they gave up. I think they gave up an additional third round pick. They swapped picks somewhere along the, the line too, but all the main the main trade piece was an additional third to Dallas. Yeah, and they got Devonta Smith a year right after they got Jalen Rieger, and a year two years after they got JJ Ortega Whiteside. Yeah, my man. But I this is so interesting because I think the Giants at eleven were looking at a top three wide receiver. Yes, for sure. And once the Eagles leapfrog them, the Giants are like, peace out. But do you think mm-hmm. that the Eagles paying a third round pick for Devonta Smith was worth it? Just so the Giants, just, just so you don't have to play him against the Giants too. I think it's worth it. Uh-huh. But I mean, with the Eagles, okay, okay. Looking at Devonta Smith only, I mean, are you concerned with his weight? No. And his size? No. And if you're, if the answer is no, then I think it's definitely worth to give up a third rounder to get up what, uh, almost like what ten spots, almost a little or bit. How many yeah. spots? No, 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 no. Not like two spots. or three. Only two, two. Yeah. So it it, it seems rich because you're moving up two spots and you're giving up a third rounder, but to get Devonta Smith, I think it's worth. That's fair. Okay. I agree. I mean, they don't even have a true number one. Devonta Smith can be that number one. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully, and yeah, I are the Eagles in the right direction? I guess they are, but they they have a lot of places to rebuild. But moving on, we have pick eleven. I thought this was so spicy. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bears move up. This is ten, almost ten spots to yeah. trade with the Giants for a fifth this year and a first and fourth next year. They draft paid, their quarterback of the future. They paid a lot. Mm-hmm. I guess they believe in Justin Fields. So the question is, why did Fields drop this low? Good, good question. And is it because of the medical concerns? His epilepsy issue? I think. I mean, it just sounded like perfect timing, man. The week of the draft or like like the week before the draft, you drop this news article out about how this guy had epilepsy since he was a kid. It was just just well-timed and just... Yeah, I guess I guess his draft stock did drop a little bit, but I mean, he was still what a top top fifteen player in the draft. I mean, I I agree with that. I feel like just if you look at teams down the board, like a good example was like the Denver Broncos. Like you just believed in the quarterbacks that, that were going to come. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I think everyone had this conception, like this mis- this misconception that like people were going to trade up and leapfrog them. So, like, the, the Broncos were like, you know what? I don't think Justin Fields is going to be available at nine. I see. I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. So, they just planned around that, which is why they, okay. they traded for, for Teddy B. Justin Fields, I don't know I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to compete with Andy Dalton, but you know who is happy? Who? Allen freaking Robinson. Uh, yeah, gets a new quarterback. 
gets a new quarterback. They can finally, you can finally sign a contract with Chicago and not have to take like those one year prove it deals or like the franchise tag. He doesn't know who the quarterback will be next year. <laughs> All right, moving on then. So the Cowboys move back two spots and they select Michael Parsons. I think it's a good pick because Jalen Smith and uh, the other guy, the guy that plays with the neck brace. Leighton Vander. Yeah, I don't think both of them. I don't think any of them are good. See, but, I don't think they lived up to their hype, dude. So they didn't. So they. So here's here's the thing. Micah Parsons going to Dallas is like that meme where it's like, hey, mom, can we have Micah Parsons? And the mom is like, no, we have Micah Parsons at home. And Micah Parsons at home is Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah. Like they were all hyped in the draft being versatile, physically gifted linebackers. But the reality is, once a game, you're just going to see them and they're going to look clueless in coverage. For yeah. two to three plays a game, mm-hmm. and you just have to you just have to live with that, you know. I think I don't know if this is a steal. I think this is where he should have went, but I think he could be the best linebacker out of this draft. He has the potential to be yes. the best linebacker out of this draft, and he also has the potential to be like a like a Dion Buchanan. Oh God. <laughs> okay, he, he's bigger though. He's bigger, but I, I, I get what you mean. He he has the chance to be like. Do you remember Rolando McLean? Oh, since we're gonna talk about yeah, that. or something like that. But I highly doubt he's gonna he's gonna be that. You know. Okay. Next pick, then the Chargers. Uh, they sat still and waited, and they got Rashawn Slater. I think I I think solid man. You do nothing. The player you want drops to you. It's a good day. I don't even think they were expecting Rashawn Slater to land here at 13. Yeah, I think so. Unless they have totally different draft boards, I don't think people expected offensive tackles to drop this low. But then there was like a run, a run for it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like a small yeah. run. But yeah. Um the Chargers did, but the Bengals should have. And that's protect their second year quarterback. Okay. I, I agree. But the Chargers do have the weapons already. So they have the luxury of, you know, just picking the non-sexy offensive tackle to protect Justin Herbert. But yes, Justin Herbert is a very happy man now. Uh, I, I actually agree with you. I do believe that the Chargers are built different. So yeah, yeah, good pick overall though. Yeah. Next up, the New York Jets traded up to get Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Uh, didn't see that coming. They gave up two third round picks for the best, the arguably the best card in the class. Yeah. But who... Were they trying to leapfrog? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Because that's where it gets spicy. Because they moved up quite a lot. I think pick 17 was uh, was okay. one of them. Do you agree? Do you agree? I think I could have been. Could have been there. That's the that's the number one team. I think they were worried about the the Raiders moving up. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. So they moved up and yeah. they got a, the best guard. Yeah, and you know what? Two third round picks. I mean, I think that's fine. You don't give up too much draft capital for a. I mean, arguably the best guard. Solid pick, great value. You protect um Zach Wilson. Yeah, your new quarterback. You're you're on the you're on the right direction, the right path. I agree. Nothing too sexy, but you know it's it's the trenches, you know. It's the trenches. You know who else isn't too sexy? It's pick 15. Oh, my God. Why do you hate this man so much? I, I want to hate him so much that I feel bad when he does well. 
in the NFL. I want him to succeed, and I think he will. But, and I think he will because of the fit for the team. I mean, great fit. The framework is there. The coaching is there. I mean, the skill position players are there. The walk is there. He literally walks like Bill Belichick. I mean, like, will he start this year? I don't know. Um, But it's great competition for Cam Newton. Going back to what we said earlier about how Trey Lance landed in a great spot, I think as long as everything else goes well, he wanted to go to the Pats. He told Damian Harris he wanted to go to the Pats. When he got drafted by the Pats, he told Roger Goodell, this is where I wanted to be. So, like, it's a happy ending for now so everyone got what they wanted in this situation basically everyone got what they wanted i agree with that statement mm-hmm. next up zayvon collins to the arizona cardinals another head linebacker head scratcher for me <laughs> okay okay uh yeah i didn't think he would go this early either i think in our mock drafts i don't even know if i think he was picked but somewhere in the 20s Somewhere in the 20s, yeah. Um, yeah. Talent is there as a player. Do you think it's a little bit of a reach? I mean, I get it. The Cardinals have a patchwork defense at best, and, you know, this helps out a lot. Comparisons to Leighton Vander Esch is what people are saying. Um, I think this is one of those players who you have to see on the field for, like, a, like a, 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 a good, true evaluation. Yeah. I agree with you. Ah, uh, okay, I'm ready. Pick 17. You want you want to announce it, or or is that sad? Does that bring back memories? With the 17th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Alex Leatherwood, tackle, Alabama. And then now this is when all the analysts go, "Oh, he was a second round prospect for me," but definitely a Raiders move. So it's not surprising at all. I, okay, here. When they said Alex Leatherwood, I, I paused for a second because I had no clue who the fuck, oh, sorry. I, I, sorry, I had no clue who it was. I, I was very, very emotional, you know? I, I, I forgot this guy existed because he was so low on the offensive tackle rankings board for, from analysts, you know? D- didn't know he existed. But then after like 10 picks later, I calmed myself down saying, you know, I should have expected this with Cleveland Farrell going four. like, you know, of course, this is not a surprise. Shouldn't be a surprise. But after even more time, I went on like articles I was reading. Apparently some scouts had Alex Leatherwood up pretty high. And they, and people were saying that Alex Leatherwood would have not, would not have gone past the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm like, okay, well, this just looks like a bunch of like, you know, crap, right? 50% of people say he's decent first round prospect. 50% of the other people are like, no, 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 no. This is a second round prospect. And what you mentioned even pisses me off even more because if they just took Trayvon Merrick at 17 and Alex Leatherwood at what, 47 or, or even 43, trade up for the guy, no one would say a word. Yeah, that's all I got to say, man. I don't know, man. Christian Darisol was there. But Tom Cable likes this guy, so whatever, for what that's that's worth. It's funny because I think you could have drafted almost any other player after Alex Leatherwood was picked, and it would have made more sense outside of the running backs. Yeah. Everyone else, they would have been like, oh, okay. 
Oh, okay. except except a wide receiver. But okay. everyone else would have made a case for any other player that that was picked. Yeah, and that's why mm, we'll, we'll wait. Oh yeah, we'll just move on. Yeah, it's the Raider doing Raider things. The Raider, Raiders doing Raider things. Pick eighteen. We're gonna go a little bit faster now. Jalen Phillips, the Miami Dolphins, the best rusher, edge rusher in the class? Question mark. Lots of raw potential. Second fiddle to Greg Rousseau, and um, you know that definitely changed after after this year. I mean, I. Not, nothing much to say here. I mean, his teammate also got picked later in the draft as well, but he was the best player available at this point for, for edge. I totally agree. Who was a need for, for Miami as well. Next up, uh, Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis to the Washington football team, linebacker out of Kentucky. Uh, people had this player mocked to the Raiders at 17. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a little bit of a reach. Your call. I agree. I mean, take this without whatever you want. He drew comparisons to Kiko Alonso out of college. Oh, scary. Scary. So moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, before we move on, though, why did the other guy, JOK, slip to the Browns to the second round? And why was this guy selected before him? Health concerns. I heard that JOK, they were, they were like actual health concerns. Like someone was like, oh, I think he got like, not like a heart problem, but there was something that came up, and they're like, "Oh, oh, okay, we oh, can't okay. pick them now." Okay, got it. Okay, next pick: New York Giants. They traded back and got their wide receiver, Kadarius Tony. Very small player out of Florida. I think yes. he's undersized. Some people think this pick is a reach, but I think there's there's a reasoning behind this. Like the Giants wanted a first round wide receiver. Big three were off the board. You trade back. You got a first round pick next year. Tremendous value. You still get a wide receiver that fits your scheme. They can use him in a variety of roles. He can excel in the NFL. I mean, you you really give Daniel Jones the best shot to be successful with what Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, um, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, and Darius Slayton. It's yeah. pretty good. But I, I think what's cool about this pick is that there's really no other wide receiver that like matches Kadarius Tony on that team. Because you have Ken Galladay, who's bigger. Sterling Shepard is, I think, like, what, 5'10", 5'11", but I think he has a thicker build than Tony. And Darius Slayton, I think, is over six feet tall or 5'11", or something like that, I think. And he just gasses you, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's why, like, Kadarius Tony, it's like they don't have a guy like this yet. So I like the pick. Next up, pick 21, Kuwiti Pay. Great. I think should have went ahead of Jalen Phillips. I you know what? I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I like I like watching his tape a lot. I mean, great story overall. Um, good landing spot to the Colts. Great pair for DeForest Buckner. Um the Colts are gonna be a scary team this year. Very very athletic. I think the thing is Quiddy Pay, riskier pick, but he's more athletic. Jalen Phillips is a safer pick, less athletic. Yes. You know, when you when you put it like that, like the philosophy makes sense because the Colts can take a risk because their defensive line is like good. Like they have a high floor, but like for Miami, like they don't have much of a floor for their defensive line. So they want they went for like they gotta set the standard first. Exactly. Pick 22. Caleb Farley to the Tennessee Titans. I don't know how I feel about this pick. Don't they need an offensive tackle? And Dar- Darisol was also on the board. 
after I, the Isaiah Wilson fiasco. So I don't know, man. I mean, good landing spot. The, the Titans needed a cornerback replacement for Dory Jackson, but I mean, like, Caleb Farley has so many red flags and risks tied to him. Like, was this really what you wanted? Like, like we just talked about, like, oh, like, floors and, like, potential and stuff like that. Like, what you mentioned, Christian Derrissaw was the safe pick, and they went for the risky number one corner as if that was, like, their dire need. That is true, but maybe that's just their approach because he does have injury concerns. Derrissaw is a safer pick, but Farley has a chance to be flashier. That is true. Yeah. And then up next then is Derisaw, the, the guy we just talked about. He went to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I heard that the Vikings wanted a quarterback. I heard they wanted a specific quarterback. Uh, is his name Justin? Yes. Unfortunately, goes to a division rival. <laughs> yeah, so then they move back and they're like, all right, I guess we'll just protect Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> We're stuck with Kirk, but they did draft what Keelan Mond. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Ke- Kellen Mond out of like uh Texas something, right? Yeah, so I mean, like mm-hmm. they got they got dollar dollar store home just near field stuff. So. Dollar store, okay, all right, all right. Uh, next up, Najee Harris and Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you hate this pick, I hate this pick. I know you do, and I, do. I think I was advocating for the Steelers making this pick after they made this pick, I was defending them. Go. Go, go, ahead. go, 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 go. No, 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 you know, you go ahead. Go ahead. I, I told you this when the pick happened. You know what's the problem with Najee Harris, Ryan? Tell me. You can't play offensive line. That's that's the problem. Uh, you know, can't. How is he gonna run? Where is he gonna run? But you know who can play a pseudo offensive lineman? What big man? Derek Watt. Oh, their fullback. Oh wow. Oh, yes, yes. How can I forget that? But, you have um, a solid blocker. I feel like this team just, they they had more pressing needs and they go running back. Like why? Like I told you this, the comparison is he doesn't look like Trent Richardson, except there's, there's literally not going to be any holes. Like Trent Richardson missed the hole. Najee Harris won't have a hole <laughs> to run. I don't think it can be that bad. It might not be enough to satisfy you because you like, you know, 10 yards per carry, but I think Najee Harris can get at least four yards per carry. Ah, he a four yards per carry type of Got it. Okay. It's not bad. Not bad, but not great for a first round pick. I feel like the Steelers could have just gone a different direction. It could have, but then the problem is, is then you get an offensive lineman and now you got to trust many snow. That's true. You know what? That's a good transition. You know why? Because I hate the Najee Harris pick. I hate the Travis ITN pick even more. What happened here, dude? So they picked a running back out of Clemson, Trevor Lawrence's teammate, and they go, yeah, he's a third down back. What? What? <laughs> At 25 in the first round? You think he you think he messed up his words? You think he meant to say he's a like a like a three down back, you know? A, th- he, a three down back, not third, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's a three down back. But then what do you do with James Robinson? See that um, You do realize how cheap James Robinson comes, right? Because he was an undrafted rookie last year, meaning that this guy does not get paid and he's putting up 1,000-yard seasons. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? I just, don't, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get this pick at all. 
I get I, all jokes aside, they picked in the they picked a third down back in the first round. They just really wanted Kenyon Drake, so they're like, "You're going to have to drive Kenyon Drake right now." I I I think that like Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just doing their own thing. Like they, I feel like they know Robinson is there and Robinson's in place, but they want to do it their way. And Trevor Lawrence wants Travis, so they're going to go Travis. And watch, James Robinson's workload is going to decrease in 2020. I agree. Um, early fantasy football stuff, don't draft James Robinson this year. Don't, yeah. I, I honestly think they're going to get rid of James Robinson because the thing is, like I said earlier, he's a good player, low cost. And what does low cost mean? You can get rid of him with no yeah. penalty, no cap hit, no nothing. Very true. Or trade him away because, you know. Because he has some value, yeah. Someone, All right, next up then. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, someone show. would want his contract if you don't want it. Next oh, exactly. Pick. Yeah. Um, Greg Newsom, Cleveland Browns. Good pick. Yeah, good pick. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. I, I forgot that there was another quarter, uh, another corner that went after this guy. So I'll save my comments for that later. But yeah, I like Greg Newsom. I think for I think Greg Newsom should have been picked instead of Caleb Farley, but that's just me. But he doesn't have the dude. Caleb Farley, I think, could have been a top fifteen pick if it weren't for his like back surgeries. Yeah, but that's concerning. Exactly. So I think that's why they wanted to like just gamble with their with with Caleb Farley instead of the safe pick. But I mean, like the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. I mean, what they have? Um, Denzel Ward. This guy can compliment Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. That was a player I was thinking. Greedy Williams yeah. as well. So three really good corners. I think they're set. So, yeah, moving on. Definitely pick set. 27. The Baltimore Ravens selected a wide receiver, which I thought that they would do, and they picked Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. Uh, great pairing here. I think Marquise Brown's your burner. Rashad Bateman is your tall guy. So now you have a variety of players. I Yeah, I mean, that, that red zone threat, he's literally going to be like that Des Bryant role that they that they thought that they would have because I think they signed Des Bryant like a while ago. Yeah, they did. Like healthy Des Bryant. And I think Lamar Jackson will be happy because who do you have now? You have Marquise Brown. They signed Sammy Watkins. You have Mark Andrews. And now you also have Rashad Bateman. And two real and good running backs too. Exactly. So. And then up next then, Peyton Turner, New, New Orleans Saints. I don't get it. I didn't know this guy existed, to be real with you. I uh, Apparently he rose up like draft boards and this is not us being ignorant because like oh we like 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 the first round like Peyton Turner was a surprise for me and mm-hmm. I like looked at like the top 50 picks don't they didn't they like draft Marcus Davenport a couple years ago yeah yeah and they traded all the way up to like 13 for this guy and then like a few years later they come back Peyton Turner edge Houston I think it's definitely to replace Trey Hendrickson yeah I see that but then what is Marcus Davenport doing he's trying his best Ryan he is just like Cleveland Farrell (laughs) it's okay I like Cleveland Farrell though I actually don't know much about uh the same Marcus Davenport to say much but Cleveland Farrell I like the guy okay you know what fine you whatever whatever helps you sleep better at night all right we're gonna Uh, gonna uh, break through these last four picks we got Eric Stokes for the Green Bay Packers R.I.P. Aaron Rodgers I think um, this is final jeopardy at this point. Just leave. Just leave. Uh, I I mean, even if you want to go corner, why didn't you get Asante Samuel Jr.? Son of Asante Samuel Sr. Like, I like that guy. I mentioned it in 
two episodes ago. Why, why, why Eric Stokes and not Asante Samuel Jr.? Son of Asante Samuel Sr. No, I yes, I I agree with you. You know, I don't know if you saw that tape of like all the players that Asante Samuel Jr. like like locked up? up against. Yeah, he yeah. locked them. <laughs> and guess what? When the Chargers picked him, everyone goes steal of the draft. Oh wow, no one else before wanted this guy. <laughs> like what? Ah, uh, I think it's because he's undersized. Eric Stokes is a bigger player. Casey Hayward's a little undersized. Yeah, and that, that's why he went that, – that's why Asante Samuel Jr. went to the Chargers because I think they're okay with undersized players. Yeah, and they Like Chris him. Harris? Like Chris Harris. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they like the smaller guys, but it doesn't mean they can't perform because there are other players, you know, like – or other people, executives like John Elway who just look at size. No, that's crazy because you know who else – I don't know what's up with them in small cornerbacks because you know who's the who's the other small cornerback I'm kind of thinking of right now? Jason Verrett. Who oh also, yeah. 5'10, who also came from the Chargers. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think size doesn't matter to them. Just the motion of the ocean for them. You know? I like that. But yeah, um, moving on, we have Greg Russo. We've talked about Greg Russo on this on this podcast so many goddamn times. He wants the Buffalo Bills pick 30. I totally get it. You know, late round draft pick. I don't think he even belongs here. Yeah. And I just want to say, I apologize to Gregory Rousseau for saying that he should slip out of the first round. He made it into the first round. I take back everything I said. Doesn't belong here though. <laughs> okay. RJ still doesn't believe you belong here. Come after him. I apologize to you already. Next up. Pick Jason, 31. oh, uh, uh, sorry, yes, say his name correctly. Sorry, gosh, Jason Hassan, no, Odafe Owe, yes, lands to the Baltimore Ravens developmental linebacker. I mean, good, good team to land if you're gonna be if you're gonna have to develop good defense already. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I really like the pick, but yeah. Who would you have want Aziz Ojolari here? Okay, saying that they have to go edge. Sure. Then why not? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, and then next up, last pick of the day on round one last Thursday, Joe Tryon to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you like this? I didn't, but you know the Buccaneers love this pick. You know why they locked it in so freaking fast? What? made no sense but yeah take it away ryan what do you know about my man joe i'm quiet for a reason exactly okay i I mentioned this earlier to you privately christian barmore why not christian barmore i wish he can rush the passer nadamakin sue is probably about to hit 40 years old and you have vita vea who cannot rush the passer Christian Barmore specializes in rushing the passer as a defensive tackle. Why not? I don't get it. Like what Doesn't you make said. sense. Yeah. Like what you said, Vita Vea just takes up space. He's like, he's like a, he's like a refrigerator. Yeah. He literally does. a refrigerator, man. Like, 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 okay. Actually, no, that guy could rush. I was going to say hello, Tinata. Remember oh no, but he was fast. Yeah, yeah, but he was fast. So I was like, I, I take that back. No, Vince Wilfork. <laughs> that is what Vita Vea is. 
Vince Wolfhard. I I could not agree any more than that. But there you go. That's that is our complete breakdown of the first round. Ryan, spot question: What was your favorite pick outside of your team? Obviously, because your team was your favorite pick. I mean, oh, of course, because of course. they had the, the best pick in the draft at pick seventeen with Alex Otherwood. I mean, let's let's not let's let's slow down. Yeah, I'm scrolling through the draft again. Uh, yeah. I'm checking it out. Uh, do do you have yours? I am looking right now, and I think, I think I do. Okay, uh, give, give give me five seconds. I probably I probably got it. Yeah, do you want me to just start? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Probably Justin Fields to Chicago and Rashawn Slater to the Chargers. Okay, I I, I agree with the Chargers one. Yeah, like I think great fit, great landing spot. Didn't have to trade up for a great value pick, position of need. Like, what more do you? Do you need, I guess, for a draft pick, especially picking in the middle of um, the draft? I definitely agree. So for my two picks, Chargers is one of them. The other one, I know you're going to hate this, but I said this before in the draft that imagine the situation and it happened, and it's at number five, Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Okay, and that's you know what? I, I I remember saying this a few weeks ago. Like, imagine if they just don't go offensive tackle and just take the sexy pick. And I like it. You know what? Because I'll probably draft Jamar Chase in fantasy this year. I think the potential is there. Oh, you will. No, but Joe Burrow won't have time to throw, so why you drafted him? Oh, you're right. <laughs> you can't draft him, man. Right. Of course. All right. Any last thoughts? That's it for me. All right, then. To everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. May the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys in the next uh, in, in next in the next week's episode when we do a post-draft power rankings for all 32 teams. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.